we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for August 8th, 2022. Uh, got, I've got more content today than I'm probably possibly could ever cover. So I'm just going to kind of go and see how far I can, can kind of get into this. A um, lot to cover, um, some things that I've probably never even covered before. And we'll start us off with the strategic warfare prayer. I'll go ahead and open us up here. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against and oppose all satanic operations, manipulations, subversions, tactics, and plans, which are designed to hinder, prevent, or frustrate God's original plans and purposes with their swift manifestation taking place in their correct time and season. We come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every evil effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media to be caught in their own lying and manipulation so that only truth is brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail. We pray that all invisible, invisible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O Lord, confound their devices and the wicked plans of the enemy that they have crafted, so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into their own pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn on and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness to bring an end to all deceptive, secretive, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3, 8, for this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54:17, and break the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and destroy their plans to bring about a chaotic, bloody revolution in worldwide and usher in martial law in the New World Order. Father God, we pray their plans shall be uncovered and not, shall not prevail and shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings would return upon their own heads according to Psalm 716. Father God, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events which would ultimately lead to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to, to expose and destroy them. We dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kind of angels that are necessary to enforce your perfect will upon the United States and on all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person and government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided, and when they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial and all other wicked spirits and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is to be released from their diabolical assignments um, to be cast into the abyss until which time they are then cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the realm of the spirit so that they will accomplish your divine will. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Okay, so going right into the uh, study here, 
so we can try to cover as much ground as we can. So the first report we're going to cover is the it's called the summoning. 72 nations publicly worship satanic idols in televised Luciferian ritual while celebrity. Oh, uh, well, I'm not even going to cover that part. There's a, there's a part on uh, Gordon Ramsay, which is very disturbing as well. Um, the uh, Hell's Kitchen guy. Forgot to remove that. Anyway, as with other satanic opening ceremonies around the world, this one was no different. It is a mass satanic witchcraft ritual that thousands participated in watching with glee. Um, well, he says ignorant of what they're taking part in watching. I don't think a lot of them were ignorant. I mean, you're, you're assuming a whole lot about that. Um, a lot of them were very aware. I, I think as witchcraft rises, and I've said, I think going all the way back to the start of this ministry, that the backbone of the coming New World Order, the official power source of the one world religion under Antichrist and False Prophet will be witchcraft. Now, any cult in the world, including like Catholicism, any false religion really, um, really you're, you're going to have witchcraft involved in that to one degree or another, you know. And um, you're just seeing it more out in the open now. You're seeing it come more and more and more out in the open. The masks are coming off. And we should expect to see this regarding what the Bible predicts, you know, regarding the end times. You, you look at Revelation, Daniel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Matthew 24, a lot of other places in the Bible. And um, this really shouldn't surprise us. But... Romans 11.8 says, According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And, yeah, true. But I don't think everybody at this witchcraft ceremony was really under spirit of slumber. I, I think a lot of them know full well what they are doing. And I think that's going to become more pronounced and more overt as the days and times move on. Granted, most of the people participating in watching are not Christians. Instead of rejecting evil, most embrace it. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians uh, 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. So, you, th really, as, as a Christian, that needs to be kind of in the forefront of our mind all the time. Because what kind of example might you be setting to, you know, maybe your children, your family, your friends, your family. If you're a Christian, they're watching you. Trust me, they're watching you closely. And we're to abstain from all appearance of evil. It's very easy to fall into the appearance of evil, especially in the days and times we're living in. And um, that's something that I think we should always be aware of. Going further, it says they hold these demonic rituals in order to open portals that allow fallen angels and demons to enter in from the spiritual realm. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big reason they do it. Um, to either take possession of humans or literally take physical form themselves. I do agree that when you when you go to one of these ceremonies, and I think this would include a lot of rock concerts, uh, rap, rock, Travis Scott guy that we reported on last year, a lot of different events like this, I, and it probably would apply to a lot of large sporting events, even potentially. I mean, you're in the stadium, and, and you know, 
a lot of idolatry potentially going on. Whether pick your sport, soccer, football, whatever, and all these people screaming and going crazy, and 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 all this energy being generated. Okay, um, you just don't know what exactly might be going into you or be influencing you at bare minimum in one of those types of environments. Demonic influence and possession are now on the rise globally, especially in the religion of Catholicism, and that is not me saying it, it is them. And, and I reported on this not too long ago. It's um, Catholic experts, exorcists, I'm sorry, complain there's too many possessed people now to handle. And that's since the COVID kill shot. Because the COVID kill shot is another way, another portal. Um, and I don't want to call it a portal, but it's, it's, a, it's another thing that's opening people up to total demonic possession. When you've got those wicked, evil ingredients and nanotech, graphene oxide and spike proteins and DNA altering um, messenger RNA and the parasites and, the, and the, all the stuff that we have reported on, those payloads that are in them, when you have that level of evil concentrated into a vaccine and you go right into the shoulder you inject that right into the shoulder you're by you're bypassing every other normal means by which something would normally get into your body meaning ingesting inhaling maybe getting on your skin you're going right into the into the body basically into the bloodstream it's get it's going to get into the bloodstream when you have that going on there is a large demonic component with this kill shot you you look at the spirit I've, I've reported on this over and over the spiritual effects of taking the covid that has been another gigantic reason that they're so desperate to get that into everybody because satan and his minions know what this is doing to people on a demonic on a spiritual level now that's not something you'll you'll hear even the best of pastors that are maybe against the kill shot talk about. I've rarely heard that. The demonic component of vaccines. I mean, when you have, you know, like over two dozen, and it's probably far greater than that at this point, cultured, literally off aborted baby fetal cell lines, going all the way back into the, you know, early 70s, I believe. How could you not think that there's a demonic component with the vaccine? There has to be. It is a witch's brew of evil. There are no vaccines that are good. The vaccine industry has always been a demonic, evil, wicked thing in order to defile us, to create a weak, sick population. I mean, the polio vaccine with the simian monkey virus in it that's been found in numerous millions of people that have cancer tumors. How did this monkey virus get into this cancer tumor? Well, I got the polio shot in 68. And that same virus was that same virus that causes cancer was in the polio shot. Well, it's cause and effect. It's obviously they did it on purpose back then in order to give you cancer. But see, they got they have plausible deniability because, you know, if, if you turn up with cancer 30, 20, 40 years down the line, whatever, well, it wasn't us. 
plausible deniability. And that's that's why these shots, most of the time, they're not going to kill you right off the bat, although it does because they're so horrific for a lot of people. But, you know, it, the further they get away from the shot and the more the news media is covering up for the more plausible deniability they have. So that's another tremendous, and I, dare I say how many people at this, at this, um, this ritual that we're describing here, and I believe Manchester, England, how many of them were COVID vaxxed? I would almost guarantee you the vast majority of people because they're going to be more open. They're going to gravitate to the demonic. They're going to have less and less wisdom, understanding, knowledge. I mean, true wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Because why? Because they're demon infested for a myriad of reasons. The COVID being a, a major one. But there's a lot of ways that people get demon infested. Not just, you know, there's numerous vaccines. You know, there's all kind of things you can do from a sin standpoint. That There's generational curses. Um, there's just a myriad of different things. And um, dare I say the vast, vast majority of people at this stadium that were worshiping Moloch. Now everybody's calling it Baal or Baal. Gigantic Baal worship. And I, I thought to myself, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look up Baal. Okay? Look up Baal. Look up images of Baal. Baal doesn't look like a, a bull. Moloch does. Moloch is representative of a bull. Or or even a, a cow. But more, more so, not like a cow, like in the female cow like you see on the pastures but it has that bovine type of look ball doesn't look up images online it's very clear it's just like when everybody was saying um at the bohemian grove oh they're worshiping um moloch no they're worshiping lilith lilith is representative of an owl lilith being one of the chief deities of child sacrifice moloch being yet another one chemosh is another one and i'm not saying ball's not a not a representative of child sacrifice either but it's like okay let's get it right guys i mean everybody's just parroting it's ball they were worshiping guys ball doesn't manifest as a bull moloch does and again i haven't you know I, every single whether they're mike adams or whether they're a christian they're parroting and I, i've seen full write-ups on this from other Christian sites that go into great detail on who Baal's, Baal is, and that, that's accurate. Okay, you're right. But this wasn't the representative uh, devil deity. It was Moloch. And I understand Moloch and Baal are connected in the Bible, but they are two different things. They're, they're you know, they all serve the forces of, ev of evil, but, you know, Anyway, um, I'm going to get into that later on Moloch. Uh, so let's go further here. Uh, rituals are tools of summoning to bring demonic entities into the world. The more people that are involved in this ritual, the more powerful the summoning. True. Um, this is exactly why these Luciferian rituals are being performed by hundreds of, well, really thousands of participants in public arenas where tens of thousands of people are watching in person. This is a deliberate strategy to increase the power of the summoning, allowing increasingly powerful demonic entities to enter this world through open portals 100 percent. and here's a picture of this bull this like mechanical weird bull that they brought in i mean it's gigantic it's like 
man, I don't know, 20, 25 feet tall, 30, I don't know. It's huge. Um, and it's a full bowl, but it's like, it's like mechanical looking. It's like, it's weird. This is actual footage from the opening ceremony in the 2022 Commonwealth Games in the city of Birmingham, UK. Uh, clearly ushering in the worship of Moloch. Now I had to change, everybody said Ba, I had to change it to Moloch. With the presenter, the presenter of the bull quoting that he, meaning the bull, will be revealed as an iconic symbol of light. And the word Lucifer means light bearer. Lucifer being the, the name of Satan before he fell. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? You know, son of the morning in the King James, Isaiah 14, 12, I believe. Uh, so remember, Satan can be transformed into an angel of light. And his ministers, his ministers, Satan's ministers, can also be transformed into ministers that are ministers of righteousness. They appear as ministers of righteousness. They appear as ministers of, oh, we're, we're giving you the true light, but they're, it's the exact opposite. Now, I'm just going to play about a um, few minutes of this. Moloch worship in plain sight at the Birmingham, England 2022 Commonwealth opening ceremony. Uh, roll this here. So I'm watching this, and I'm not playing the first part because all you're going to hear is music, and you're not going to see the the thing. I, I'm, in fact, I'm just going to roll it in the background, um, but without the uh, sound it, it showed it just showed prince charles getting out of a, a thing so it's the highest level elite there was several other people that got out of this car with prince charles so you know when you see the prince uh charles and his wife and these types of things you know you're 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 being indoctrinated and initiated into something that's very very important for the luciferian elite um and it's showing the the stadium and all the people and all all the performers and all the weird little devils they've got these weird little it's this one thing that shows like the catholic church and all, all these little demonic skeleton big skeleton head black devil imps around this supposed probably representative of how evil controls the the catholic church really the church in general um you could break down so many things in this, but I'm going to concentrate more just on the Moloch component. Uh, all these dog and pony show that was going on here. I'm going to go ahead and play this now. Notwithstanding, they would not hear, but hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. Okay, I switched over my microphone there. I forgot to switch it over. Um... And here's it shows Prince Charles uh, talking with I'm sure uh, all this all these whoever high level Luciferians around him and he's making some announcement. And they rejected his statutes and his covenant that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were round about them concerning whom the Lord had charged them that they should not do like them. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made them molten images, even two calves, and made a grove and worshipped all the host of heaven and served Baal. And you, and you hear, and you hear um, uh, the whole thing about, you know, you're looking at this thing here with this 
thing. Now, I'm not saying Baal's not connected with the golden calves, but Moloch is clearly the deity, though, when representative, if you do any kind of keyword search, that is representative of a bull. And this is a bull, okay? Uh, you think about where the children of, of Israel, after they saw all these miracles God do, regarding all the things he did against the Pharaoh and the parting of the Red Sea and the destroying of the Egyptian army and the whole nine yards. And then they end up, you know, Moses stays up on the, the mount a little bit too long for their liking. So they, they make this golden calf out of all the gold that they had in their possession and and to worship that. And it, it's very indicative of this because you've got this, this golden, or it's not golden, but this bull that they're bringing in. And it's the centerpiece of this whole Birmingham thing. Okay, this whole thing going on in Birmingham, the, the centerpiece of worship is this, I don't know, 20, 25 foot gigantic bull mechanized that's coming in. And I only God knows how much this thing costs to make. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire yes. and used divination and enchantments and sold themselves to. So they caused their son and daughter to pass through the fire. Um. This is ritualistic human child sacrifice. Okay. Mentioned a lot in the Old Testament. It's mentioned a ton. And um, it's definitely something that obviously we're seeing a lot of now in the form of just abortion clinics worldwide. You know, you look at the amount of aborted babies per year worldwide and I, I believe the last estimate I saw was at, at least a hundred thousand if not much much higher so this is and that's just the abortion clinics that's not including the morning after pill or all the other things I've mentioned in, in previous studies evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for ye are many. And call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us! But there was no voice, nor any that answered, and they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking or he... He's using some extreme sarcasm, Elijah is, to the prophets of Baal. Pursuing, or he is in a journey, or for adventure he sleepeth and must be awaked. <laughs> and they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out of them. Which is what a lot of people do today, the whole emo thing where they cut themselves. What's, what's causing them to do that? Well, a lot of young people do that. Well, demons, because they get literal relief from whatever mental anguish that they're in, from the demons tormenting them. They'll cut themselves and bloodlet, and it's the same things that the prophet of... Because the demons want to inflict pain. They, they, they live off... Like, if you were to cut yourself and put yourself in a lot of pain... There are demons that will feed off that. They will, they will feed off your pain, and then they'll get they'll let up on whatever mental 
or whatever maybe physical anguish they're putting you through. So they get relief. So there is a cause and effect, but it's never enough. They're always going to require you to do more. And f with witchcraft, it can be the same exact way. And in order to get, you know, um, their their witchcraft answered, because they were they were hoping that Baal would come down and consume the the bullock that they had prepared. God God did that with, you know, Elijah, to show who's the true God. Not, no matter what any of the high priests of Baal did, though, they weren't going to get any result because God wasn't going to let it happen. He was going to show them who the true God is. But they were willing to, you know, and this is why they participate in animal, human, and infant sacrifice. Because it's a way that they get their, um, whatever they're asking for from a witchcraft perspective. Whether it's more power, whether it's more wealth, whether it's more prestige, whether it's whatever. Whatever they're trying to seek or attain, the most powerful way to do that is to kill another human life. And babies are, are particularly, you know, the most innocent, so that's the highest. The, they'll, they'll use babies and children because they know that's the most powerful way to get their witchcraft petitions answered and to also gain more power and to please satan at least it's a temporary pleasing or whatever demon they're serving and they built the high places of baal which are in the valley of the son of hinnom to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto molech which i commanded them not neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination you can see baal and molech are connected it's just that if you if you do keyword searches for both, they're, they're separate entities. And Moloch is the one represented as the bull, okay, with the horns. Baal's representative in a lot of different ways. It's But it's I, I couldn't really find anything representative of him in a bull, like Moloch clearly is. Was Judah to sin. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Now in this, it, what's happening, and I should have said this, they're showing in the background that, that you're hearing the Bible verses, but what you're seeing on this video is this whole rollout of bringing this bull into the stadium and this, this, there's all these women that are in these, like uh weird like remind you of like a 16th century kind of peasant type of dress they're wearing it's very very strange they're, they're dressed very weird and they're in the background and then there's all these people more dressed in lighter colors up front and it's almost like this mass worshiping of this bull he's in the center of the stadium kind of just doing his thing and his head's kind of moving around a little bit and he's got simulated smoke coming out of his nostrils and, and it's just this moment of, of basically what I, it comes to mind for me is just worship of this thing. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful 
but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God... So, again, that's Romans 1, 18-25, and they became unthankful. They know better, the Bible's saying there, and then they changed the glory of God into like of a corruptible you know, beasts and four-footed things and, and this, like, you know, worshiping some stupid mechanical bull. I, I just can't imagine, you know, the whole thing about pure, I'm, I'm talking like just flat out pure idolatry where you come home, hey, honey, I'm home. Where, where's the bull I need to go uh, bow myself down to and worship? You know, I mean, because that literally was a gigantic part of, you know, Old Testament where if it was a bull or whatever deity they were i mean it was super super important for a lot of cultures in the old testament and it's like really <laughs> really I mean, come on um but yeah i mean it's very indicative of that this this whole thing that you're watching in the stadium here and again i encourage you to watch the video i, I give you a link to it in the pdf for this date so you can see it for yourself also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of god into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator and it's and it's funny how romans that those that romans one is connected with the homosexuals and the lesbians men seeking after men women after women leaving the natural use of their body that's what it goes on to say after those verses that we just heard you know and the progression of things, how they become unthankful, and then they worship four-footed beasts and creatures and things, and then they, and then men burning after men, and so much of, I mean, birds of a, of a feather flock together. How, how you always see wicked now really uniting, you know, people that would be marching out in front of Planned Parenthood. Many of them are rabid lesbians and gays, and so forth and so forth or, or to be at something like this they they all evil gravitates toward one it's team evil as i've said and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of god which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation they're and showing again this this scene now we're really up close on the bull all the people around worship it has that weird like horn thing in the background that kind of keeps going off and the bull has uh like super like it's red eyes like it looks really super demonic and it's got this probably simulated i don't know if it's steam or simulated smoke coming out of its nostrils and it's just so weird i mean they spent millions and millions of dollars on something so insane and asinine you know, like this. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, 
and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And I heard another... It's some type of worship that they're literally doing. All those women in the back with those, like, 16th century dresses. They're all filthy. They're all, they, they've got, like, dirt all over them and stuff. And they're doing some type of worship of this thing. It's, it's what clearly you can see. It's from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Here is the patience of the saint. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Okay, so we have we have that. Um, uh, let's go back to the document here. Let's see here. Okay, so... Um, who is Moloch? Moloch was an ancient god worshipped by the people neighboring um, by the people uh, neighboring in uh, Israel during the Old Testament times. While much about Moloch's nature and origin are uncertain, the Bible mentions Moloch on eight occasions. It mentions Baal or Baal on a lot more. Okay, providing some context regarding the problems associated with this ancient god. Now, I give you a link to all you have to do is go to Blue Letter Bible, which is the one I use, and um, online it's free. And just key in Moloch, you can see all eight verses. Most of the, I think there's like one or two where Baal and Moloch will appear kind of together. Uh, but the other six, there's no mention of Baal. And anyway, Moloch has often been portrayed as a bullheaded idol with outstretched hands over a fire. It is believed that the idols of Moloch were giant metal statues of a man with a bull's head. Each image has a hole in the abdomen and possibly outstretched forearms that made it kind of a ramp to the hole. A fire was lit in the statue. It was lit in, well, or I've also heard it's been lit under the hands. Now this, um, I, I give you an image here, and it's kind of an animated image, and it shows, it's horrible, I'm just warning you, it's horrible, but uh, it shows a man coming to Moloch and with its outstretched arms and it's got a fire burning underneath the hands and the hands are kind of like angled up slightly and you would put the baby on the red hot hands and the baby would obviously be burned and then roll into its stomach where it would be consumed with fire. And the Bible says their, their sons and their daughters they sacrifice to the idols of Canaan. And I just, I can't, it's so hard to even conceive being that demon possessed to the toenails. And most of the time, it was it was to secure a financial blessing, or maybe oh, the crops won't grow if we don't get Molek or Baal or Chemosh or Lilith, whatever. It's it's the whole it's it's basically paganism. Um. It's hard to comprehend. It really is when you see this. Uh, the image I put posted here isn't super graphic. It's not like graphic or anything, but it's you, you get the picture. You get the picture. When a couple sacrificed their firstborn, they believed that Moloch would ensure financial prosperity for the family and their future children. <laughs> How could you possibly live with yourself? How could you... I. <sighs> 
I just don't. Certain things I don't get. The first mention of Moloch is in Leviticus 18.21, in which the Lord commanded, You shall not give any of your children or offer them to Moloch, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. The worship of, Mo of Moloch clearly involved ritual child sacrifice, something God's people were not to practice. Now, that just came out this week, Stu Peters, um, These Little Ones is what it's called. You should probably be able to find, if you go to Stu Peters, um, I think it's on Rumble, yeah. And, and I'm sure other platforms, yeah. Yeah, rumble.com, Stu Peters. Um, you can watch it for free or do a keyword search. And um, yeah, I watched it and I want to play a pretty good part of it, but I've been playing so much of that lately and I'm talking about this today. I don't really want to throw another half hour of that horrific stuff on my listeners. Now, I do think it's important that we're very fully aware because I do believe in God's eyes that is the number one thing going on on the planet that would concern God, that would grieve God, that would be of the highest priority. So I'm going to make no apologies for, as a watchman, putting that information out to my listeners because most Christians are totally unaware of the satanic Luciferian networks that are going on worldwide to procure these children. And um, this is how, they, it was just way more out in the open back in the Old Testament. They, they didn't really, the, the, the parents freely offered their children to these deities in order to gain, like you say, financial favor or whatever. Talk about bringing a curse on yourself though. And you're in really your bloodline. Um, so the worship of Moloch clearly involved ritual child sacrifice, something God, God's people were not to practice. This act was punishable by death, according to Leviticus 22, um, verse um, chapter 20, verse 2, which states, any one of the people of Israel or of the strangers... Who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children to Moloch shall surely be put to death. Okay. So. Okay, we already we already heard this verse. So going further. What you're and this is kind of related, okay? What you're witnessing right now on a global scale is the coordinated government-funded ritualistic invocation of supernatural devils and demons that are flooding into this world to wage war against humankind and God. Now, these are just a few of the results of the statement that I just made there. These are just a few. These are some of the bigger ones, but these are just some of the few. Um, like school teachers turned into transgender demons, preying on innocent children, pushing grooming and child molestation and genital mutilations and all kind of sexual perversions the total corruption of the corporate church as they embrace homosexuality transgenderism and child mutilations and pushing the covid kill shots and things of this nature national leaders appearing either brain dead like biden or possessed with neurological seizures like clinton or self-medicating to avoid the pain of demonic possession like pelosi 
the 666 symbolism everywhere from Google Chrome logo to the CERN Super Collider and all the more reason not to use Google um, Monster Energy Drinks Unleash the Beast depicting 666 using Hebrew numerals and I've done a whole study on that I'm going to give you a little mini study right now in a second even the National Institutes of Health which funded the SARS-CoV-2 gain-of-function bioweapons development in China sporting a logo that depicts the 666 uh, here's the monster energy drinks and a monster energy drink no Christian and honestly most of these energy drinks are demonic so many of them are just flagrant demonic symbolism um, here is a picture of the monster energy uh, logo it looks like the, the claws going down well guess what in Hebrew numerology that claw mark is representative of the number six and I, and I give you a chart here shows you the Hebrew numerals the six looks very very similar to the three claw marks on the all monster energy drinks so it's six 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 in Hebrew numerals on the cover of every monster energy drink I've seen ones that are even more overt than this other energy drinks that are just more then you have the, the Google Chrome logo and you want if you're not understanding what I'm saying please look at the PDF for this date of 8-8-22 at contendingfortruth.com all the PDFs all the audios are free I take you know takes me hours and hours and hours every week to put these together um and um well when I do a study I mean which is you know I don't know two to three times usually at least three times a month on average and I've been doing that for oh, since 2006 now I believe that obviously the PDFs have evolved over time I've gotten better with the table of contents I've gotten better with the editing of them but um I put those I'm not putting them out there for my benefit I'm putting them for your benefit and if you're not on my email list I would highly encourage you to do that um, which is free and um, I'm, I'm not again I'm not advertising anything <laughs> I'm just I'm not I'm not asking for money or anything I, I do appreciate the donations and the prayers that have come in praise the Lord Jesus Christ without those things I don't we wouldn't have been able to stay in the game all these years particularly the prayers for us and um but all this is put out for the benefit of the listener so that they're not destroyed for lack of knowledge, so that they're not ignorant of Satan's devices, so he does not get an advantage of you, according to what the Bible says. So, um, there's the graphic for that. Here's the one for the Google Chrome logo. Clearly, clearly, clearly a 666. They show you, they break it down, how it's a 666. Then, how the CERN Super Particle Collider, which we've talked so much about, Lately, um, is a three six six sixes intertwined. Then we have the NIH tied to bioweapons to exterminate humanity. How that's clearly another three six six sixes. You, I could probably do a gigantic study just on all the six 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 that's embedded into so much of humanity. These symbols, they have satanic power, and they like to show you who they're serving right up front. But they do it in such a way where there's some kind of plausible deniability. 
congressional bills that seek to enslave humanity are routinely given numbers like HR 060606 and patents, and I've reported on all these in the past, patents related to COVID vaccines and Bill Gates are now assigned numbers like 666 and all this other stuff. So the number 666 is a dog whistle for Satanists. It's a communications technique for one group of Satanists to let the other Satanists know that they're on board with the Luciferian agenda. This is why you find 666 incorporated into so many institutions of science, government, and academia. Okay, so then just a little bit more confirmation. Now, this is from actually June 14, 2020. So this was over two years ago, but it's very applicable to what we're talking about here today. It's not a very long video. I, I, I found this as I was researching. I said, no, oh, this fits right in. This world seems to be putting up more and more evil statues and symbols as it falls farther away from knowing Christ. We've had the satanic statues in America and South Africa. CERN put up their Hindu statue of Shiva and even did a ceremonial dance to honor this God. Google that one because it's creepy. And even creepier is the CERN satanic tunnel ritual calling on Lucifer. You can also find that online. That will blow your mind. They've been putting up the Arch of Baal in Washington, London, and other places. So again, some people call it, he really goes, Baal or Baal, just so you know. And, and these were things that happened that I did report on that you almost forget about because there's so many things <laughs> going on from a demonic standpoint around the world. And now we have the Vatican approving the Canaanite idol of Moloch in Rome. If you're not familiar with Moloch, right. it required child sacrifice. And again, the way uh, this thing couldn't look, it's like the most demonic version of Moloch I've ever seen. And yeah, it kind of, it's this golden version of Moloch, but it's more of a human body in this case with horns and, ugh. It's really, really evil looking. And yeah, they 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 approved this, this the Vatican approved this uh, statue in Rome, which really shouldn't surprise us. Um, you know, literally they put it on display at, I guess, in the Vatican, <laughs> whatever. Approving the Canaanite idol of Moloch in Rome. If you're not familiar with Moloch, it required child sacrifice and is now outside the Colosseum in Rome. And this shortly after he blessed the Pachamama statue. Pachamama is the fertility goddess in the Inca religion. But putting this child sacrifice statue of Moloch... This guy, I just saw another video on him yesterday. He was in some kind of Indian ceremony in Canada where he was uh, like going, doing the whole witchcraft ceremony. And I mean... It was totally evil, wicked, and pagan, and, and, and this devil has no problem participating in any wicked, evil, pagan ceremony, and I mean, pretty much anything goes. Like outside the Colosseum is pretty crazy considering the Romans killed Christians back in the day. Yeah. Is there any symbolic connection to this? Yeah. Who knows? All I do know is that we are in stranger times than ever before. Read your Bibles and stay alert because the enemy is using the leaders of this world in a way that's never been seen. And it seems like as the lines are getting more and more blurred, all religions are being welcomed as okay. Exactly. And it's this interdenominationalism, ecumenicism, interfaith syncretism is what they're describing in here. And this is what you have to have in order to have a one world religion under any Christ. And it's going to make a one world government a lot easier. It's going to make a one world currency easier. 
because they have to get everybody on the same demonic page. And see, I don't see how they're going to do that when you've got such a splitting of, um, you've got this overt, overt evil, like with the Biden types and the Trudeaus and the Macrones and, and the Angela, Angela Merkels and all these they need to get everybody on the same page. And this is why I'm thinking that that's going to be the old world order that will be destroyed. Because they are, they've said that before. They've got to destroy the old world order to bring in the new world order. And the new world order comes in, the Antichrist, the false prophet, and their ascended masters and all of their other people participating in this come in on like some kind of, you know, hero on a white horse to save the day and to, you know dispatch of the wicked cabal that's in office I, I i believe this is some uh derivation of how it's probably going to happen this is just one more step in furthering the ecumenical movement so just a quick right, here it shows a picture of john paul and uh kenneth copeland and uh james Rob Rob robison and his wife and other devils uh, Jesse Duplantis is part of the whole thing. You know, nobody in, in any kind of high-level televangelistic, high-level ministerial standpoint, is, they're all compromised guys. I mean, come on. They're all part of the whole 501c3 corporate system, and that whole 501c3 corporate system is, is all going to get on, on board with the Antichrist eventually. And they're going to end up pointing to him. You watch. They're yoked up with the Pope. I mean, come on. And the Bible predicted that there was going to be a falling away. There was going to be an apostasy, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And that they will believe a lie. You know? And that, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And most people, I hate to say this, that call themselves Christians, they are taking pleasure in unrighteousness. They, and they don't have any real love for the truth. They're not seeking truth. Truth is not something that is typically just going to fall on your lap. You have to seek it. You know, it's like the Bible talks a lot about in Proverbs, like if you will seek after her, like wisdom, truth, understanding, you need to put an effort. It's not, I mean, and especially in today's day and age, when evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and deceit, being deceived. They're, they themselves are deceived and they're going to try to deceive you. There's so much deception. But the truth is out there. I mean, but it's always connected with the fear of God and it's always connected with humility to your fellow man and, and to God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And the fear of the Lord is always connected to you being humble and you humbling yourself before God. And that's why I've so emphasized those points in this ministry ever since this has started. Okay, so now what I'm going to do now is finish what I ran out of time last week i said that i would um continue with the where i was talking about the uh those those lot the, the the lost tapes by the fall brothers where we were hearing about colonel sc and phil schneider and a lot of the different people that were um in kind of the ufo truth movement and these types of things this Next part is entitled Whistleblower Phil Schneider Found Dead After Revealing Alien Agenda and Confirming the Grieta Treaty. In September of 1995, now you have to understand, back then, back in the 90s, if you were going to go out and you were going to give lectures on this type of stuff, 
there was a, especially if you're not saved and you have no real protection from God, unless he's just going to be merciful to you. Phil Schneider was not a Christian, as far as I could see. Um, they would kill you a lot quicker back then than maybe they even would now because there's so many more people now. But then again, there's a lot of leaven out there as well. There, there, there's a lot of false information. Back then, it was more like trail breaking. It was more like, wow, I've never heard this, but man, this makes sense. And um, So I'll just read. In, in September of 1995, Mr. Schneider um, uh, gave a presentation at the Preparedness Expo in which he exposed the New World Order agenda and how it connects with extraterrestrials. Now, I'm not saying I believe every single thing that ever came out of Phil Schneider's mouth because he was unsaved and he only had that... He only had one perspective, and that was his perspective of being in these black projects. Um, during this speech, he presented physical evidence of alien materials, artifacts, along with additional photographs to validate his claims. Here's a picture of Phil Schneider explaining his experiences at one of the last lectures before he was murdered. Less than six months after giving this presentation, he was found dead in his apartment with a piano wire wrapped around his neck in what most would classify as a military-style execution. According to some close in the investigation, Mr. Schneider had been repeatedly and brutally tortured before being killed. Regardless, the authorities somehow ruled his death a suicide. Yeah, he, he tortured and mutilated himself and wrapped a piano wire around his own neck and killed himself. Right. Phil kept telling family and friends, if I ever commit suicide, I was murdered. Mr. Schneider worked extensively in, on building deep underground military bases, better known as DUMBS. If you can, D-U-M-B-S, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done more than one study on them, you can key in Schneider, um, Phil Schneider, it's S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R, probably just the last name, you'll find I've talked about Phil many times as well. Uh, any subject like that, you can probably find it at my website. Whereas you try to find the stuff on the internet now, and I don't care what search engine you're using, you might not find anything. Or you might find, oh, conspiracy theorist and, you know, some whatever. All right, going further here. He claims the information about aliens is kept well hidden from the public and that the U.S. military has known about the presence of aliens for a period of time dating back to 1909. He also asserted that more than $500 billion... But see, he doesn't... His perspective is not from any kind of biblical standpoint. His pers like Like, these are Nephilim-type creatures that are mostly some type of fallen angel byproduct that the Bible does predict, Jesus Christ predicted as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, which is the end times that we're in right now. So we should expect him... Knowing that the major, the most major story that ever broke in the days of Noah was when the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise, all that they chose, and they bore them giants, the men of old, the men of renown, the Nephilim. We should be expecting the same thing because Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. So, so shall it be in the days, like, basically, when I return. Whether, you, whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, whatever. Whatever you believe, it's, we're in those days so we should be looking for that whereas phil's perspective is that they're alien races and that whatever they're from another galaxy or whatever 
from a biblical standpoint, I believe that is a, 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 like a facade and a, a lie. I'm not saying they can't be off world, okay? Or that they can't live in outer space. But I believe their origin was fallen angelic. And these are Nephilim type creatures, demonic containers, depending on what race of supposed aliens you're talking about here or in reference to. Um, they, according to the, the book of Enoch, and I'm not saying it's canon or scripture, they, it's said that the fallen angels, you know, they defiled the humans, obviously. And they consumed humans, they consumed the acquisitions of men, and they defiled the animals, and the fish, and the birds, and the reptiles. Well, you can make some really weird creatures if you're a fallen angel and you're defiling their DNA. And isn't it weird that they've got all these DNA things now where they're trying to, to you know, defile our DNA and create all these nep Nephilim, chimeric type creatures now, basically almost out in the open now, science is. But only God knows what's being done, you know, in underground bases and these types of things. So this is something that, that really shouldn't surprise us, okay? Uh, going back to this report here, he also asserted that more than $5 billion was being allocated every year, and this was in, you know, 1995 and before, to black projects dealing with alien matters. He further asserted that 28% of the U.S. gross national product was being spent on building underground bases, and that's just that. This black budget, as he referred to, sidesteps Congress completely. There's little doubt that these projects are still continuing to this day. Where Where is there any proof of that? Well, remember, it wasn't that many years ago with that, Pen that Pentagon document got leaked and they had like three trillion or something that they just didn't know where it went could have knocked us over with a feather we we don't know where it went three trillion yeah that's where it's going guys these black projects that's where a lot of your guaranteed irs probably is going to because none of that goes to run in the country the grace commission determined that back in the 80s not one dime of what you put give to the irs goes to run in anything in this country gas taxes pay for the roads and the all the other sales taxes and all the other taxes they property taxes that's what goes to actually running like local municipal these types of governments not the irs I guess they just they they said something today where they're they got like eight thousand more agents to go after everybody, and they're going to go after the middle class and everybody else. Again, I I I'd really have the IRS on your prayer list. Pray against that wicked, evil, satanic organization straight from the pit of hellfire. Um. Oh, I'm trying to find my part my part here where I left off here. Uh, yeah, it, but this black budget sidesteps Congress completely. Keep in mind that the following information relied on by Mr. Snyder was from, in, from 1995. And it has been more likely progressed in a significant manner since that time. Number one, in 1995, there were 131 active dumbs, these deep underground military bases, in the U.S. and approximately 
1,477 underground bases around the world. Each base cost an average of 17 to 19 billion dollars in 1995 and it took 1.5 years to construct each one of them and they use highly advanced methods of construction that include vitrifying and melting rock using lasers that reduce the rock to powder and then smooth smooth out the tunnels using boring machines mr snyder claimed that these and i've i've reported on the on the tunnel boring machines i've got pictures of them real pictures of them um key and dumbs d-u-m-b-s you should be able to find those in previous studies i've done on the pdfs mr snyder further claimed that these these bases are massive and house thousands upon thousands of people two magneto levitron Leviton trains connect all dumb bases within the United States in an enormous transport system underground, capable of speeds of Mach 2, twice the speed of sound, or higher. He claims there is a whole other world down there that is filled with both human and alien life forms. Just think about all the miles of rock under beneath our feet. feet. The devil loves to work in darkness. The Bible's real clear on that. He's not the only one that said this, okay? He was one of the first ones that ever came out and admitted it, but he's not the only one. Area 51 is actually a complex composed of nine deep underground bases, and there are over 18,000 workers whose lives are highly regulated and entirely veiled in secrecy. I think Bob Lazar would confirm that. Number four, United States government signed an agreement in 1954 with the extraterrestrials granting them permission to experiment on humans and cattle in exchange for technology. This treaty is known as the Grieta Treaty, which we talked about last week, which I have, I gave you all my other studies I've done on that, and is well-documented event. The original terms of this agreement stated that only a small amount of humans could be abducted. Hey, isn't it weird that right after that they signed this treaty, that's when all the abductions started happening in America? Now up to the point where when people are actually privately interviewed, 2 to 3% of the population says they've been abducted. They just don't like to admit it out in the open because it's not something they want to brag about. Are, are 2 to 3% of the population all insane? I don't think so. So the original terms of the agreement say that only a small amount of humans could be abducted. Well, when you make a deal with the devil, you think he's going to honor it? But see, what you got to do... It's just like when that vampire knocks on your front door, you got to invite him in. Well, they invited him in, and he didn't quite honor the terms. They had to be returned where they were found, and their memory of the event had to be wiped clean. Now, that has happened many, many times, but they've obviously taken millions and millions. Uh, the aliens were also supposed to supply a list of humans they were taking to Majestic 12. However, it became clear after a few years that the aliens were taking far more humans than they originally agreed to. Point five, Mr. Snyder alleges that there are 11 distinct alien races on Earth. I kind of talked about that earlier. Six, the New World Order and the alien agenda are one in the same. Mr. Snyder describes the alien agenda as a complete takeover of the planet, killing off five, six to seven eighths of the world's population by 2029. He said that back in 1995, and we're in the year 2022, and look at all the depopulation statistics they're predicting. 
Look at what Deagle was predicting by 2024 in America. Got 70 some percent reduction. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. I, I know Satan has his plan. God has his. But this whole COVID kill shot thing, how people are dropping dead like flies on that. And I don't mean to be drug. I'm just saying that they're dropping dead like crazy to this day. I mean, I don't know if I'll get to that today, but it's so overwhelming on the stuff I'm still getting regarding COVID. It's just unbelievable. And all the other ways are trying to kill us off. So this whole thing about ushering in the new world order as i have said for so long phil schneider back in 1995 told us that there's going to be the, their main goal is to kill off you know basically five six to seven seven eighths of the world population by 2029 we, we know that's a clear clear goal still okay we know that deagles predicted that we know that the covid kill shot being implemented may be a gigantic factor we know that basic and what i've been saying is that the new world order or at least ushering it in the alien agenda are one and the same i've been saying that for years that when the antichrist the false prophet make their big debut they're going to do so with these ascended masters and they're going to have all their whether they're holographic images whether they've been saying that for years that when the aliens make their big debut the supposed aliens and these ascended masters all yoking up with the antichrist and false prophet and people like trump and people like desantis you you wait and see the good guys the guys in the white horses they're going to get rid of the wicked cabal they're probably going to implement something like gesera nasera free you know med beds for everybody unfortunately they alter your dna and probably not even human anymore but anyway um all this free stuff they're gonna they're all they're, they're gonna get rid of the the bad guys and we're gonna go to a gold-based currency or a precious metal back currency and, and it's gonna be great and there's gonna be righteousness and see they're, they're they're making it so unbearable now with all the stuff they're doing all the draconian garbage that they're doing that people will be ready and desperate to and we haven't even seen world war three because that's probably going to be a part of it too according to what they've said the new world order boys have said that there's, I mean, I, I heard from that ministry cutting edge a long, long time ago, and that they proved the quotes where there was going to be a 91-day World War III war. Now, I don't know if that's exactly how it's going to play out, but they said 91 days. And that people are going to be so desperate when that's, hey, we could have that. I mean, you see all the stuff about China constantly. I mean, the reason you don't hear me say a lot about that anymore is because Jesus was the one that said in Matthew 24, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you, you know, be not troubled. You're going to hear about this. Now, it's going to eventually kick off. And it's going to be a real war. I do believe it will be all scripted. It will be all scripted to bring about maximum desperation by humanity. Maximum order. In this case, bringing in the new world order out of the chaos and the destruction of the old world order. Which is what they said has to happen. Bring us into the seven year tribulation period. Where the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to have all the answers. And, but they're going to most likely do so in the presence of these. The alien angle is going to be part of this. Um, he goes on to say, obviously, an alien takeover would mean that one world government would be put in place and would, in all probability, be the end of freedom as we know it. Yeah. And I guarantee you, these 501c3 corporate whore ministries, and I'm not saying they're all whores, okay but most of them are they're going to be on board they're going to and even if they even if they're you have to understand too when you went to a certain seminary 
or whatever, and you're trained in a certain denomination, again, denominations are unbiblical. <laughs> very, very clear. The Bible says, one saith I am of Apollos, one saith I am of Paul, one saith I am of Jesus. Is Christ divided? I got saved by Paul. I got saved. Again, it's it's not Christian, guys. It's not. Um, these pastors that have went into these denominational systems, and they've got, I'm sure, mentors, and they've got mentors in seminary, and, and they were all, oh, do the 501c3 thing and yoke up with the government, which gives you your right to exist as a ministry, and make sure you get your state preaching license, which gives you your right to be a preacher. By the power invested in me in the state of New Hampshire, I now pronounce you man and wife. Okay, I thought it should be God. None of this is biblical. None. Well, if it's not biblical, there is a demonic component to it. And that demonic component has blinded the vast, vast majority of preachers, I believe worldwide, that are in that type of system. And they're going to be under tremendous pressure from there all the way up the hierarchy. See, in, 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 the old, in the New Testament, it was just autonomous local churches, local house churches. You couldn't have that dynamic going on there. But when you have a corporate hierarchy structure where you've got, oh, the grand poobah of, you know, whatever, I don't know, United Methodist or whatever, for example, and they're given orders and that order goes all the way down and you have people that, you know, you're, you've been invested in that denomination your whole life. You believed everything you've been taught in seminary and you haven't really tried to break out of that you're going and you're already probably very very demonically influenced in that regard i'm not saying they're all bad people i'm just saying that they're in a corrupted system they're going to have tremendous pressure put upon them by their higher ups which again is not really biblical i don't see i don't see a lot of of of, of bible for oh we need to have this okay the Grand Poobah at the top in Springfield, Missouri, and they give the orders that go to all the other churches on, on whatever unbiblical denomination that you might be in. And There's no Bible for that. They were autonomous home churches. But we've gotten so far away from the Bible on so many aspects, nobody even talks about this. Really. I've never heard it teaching on it ever. Ever. And I was in a lot of different denominations over a lot of different years. It's just ripe for deception. And you see how little fight the church, which are, most people that identify as Christians are, are in some type of corporate church or part of that structure. You see how little fight they put up. They've let abortion come in and, and, and you know, they've let the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and if they would mobilize all their numbers, my word, the power that they could have in prayer and fasting and just numbers alone, no, they pretty much go along with whatever the government tells them to do. They don't want to bite the hand that's feeding them. They don't want to lose their subsidies. They don't want to lose their 501c3 corporate exemption. None of it's biblical at all. It's all unbiblical. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I'm telling you it's the truth prove me wrong and nobody's ever been able it's it's not because i'm so smart it's just common sense it's not it, if there's no bible for it then why am i going to do it 
the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. That's what Jesus said. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and his heart departed from the Lord. You know, I listen to these, these guys on Christian radio and stuff. And a lot of the time, you know, I'm not disagreeing with anything they're saying. It's, it's not what they say. It's what they never say. Why didn't they warn? Their, why aren't they warning to this day against the the COVID kill shots and the DNA defiling things? They don't say a word against it. In fact, they go along with it. How many people are going to end up in hellfire from that alone? No big deal, I guess. Syrupy sweet. Some of these guys. Oh, they just sound so sincere. Whatever. But the Bible predicted it would be this way. And then the, the church would be in a state of apostasy and of falling away and have really no real love for the truth. I'm not saying everybody in, in the corporate system is bad. I'm not saying that at all. I was part of it for a long time. You know, um, but I think my time in there was primarily so that someday I could come out and then try to help other people see this crystally clear easily seen obvious truth and it doesn't mean i'm doing it because i think i've got everything figured out or i want to have some type of following or whatever that is not it at all i want you to do what the word of god tells you to do in the king james bible i want you to follow the lord jesus christ i want you to pray and fast and seek him i don't want you you know i'm a man i can fail you um uh, but he goes on to say, obviously, an alien takeover would mean that a one-world government would be put into place and would, in all probability, be the end of all freedom as we know it. Yeah. But they're going to make it sound like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, next point from Phil Schneider. At least nine races of alien beings view humans as a food source. Well, that's funny because in the book of Enoch, they said the same thing. So when, when the acquisitions of men could no longer sustain them, meaning the Nephilim, then they ate man. And I'm sure they ate the animals and they defiled the animals and they defiled man. Because they're the father of the devil and, you know, they want to defile anything of God's creation. They are not all total cannibals. Uh, instead, they use secretions from the glands of humans and animals for the mixtures, with for the mixtures of vitamins in their food. And some alien races can get high off adrenaline, meaning the adrenochrome. Which, from what I've seen, these so-called alien races were the reason that adrenochrome was ever even known about or discovered. Because that's like the highest. That's why from what i've heard about and this is some of this is from colonel sc greg Rinchinch that we talked about last week when i spent those five days with him and on his audio broadcast which i'm sure you could still find him online um what the reptilians what these devils do is they get you into and, and you you just like look at fire in the sky that show where where they've got that guy down on the table and the maximum terror they're trying to inflict. They're demons. They're devils. They, they may be in a container of a gray alien or a reptilian. But there are devils within the reptile. They don't have a soul. But 
their devils and demons animating these things. And they feed off your terror. They feed off your fear. And they literally can feed off your blood. And the more terrified you are at the point of death, and I've said this before about Hillary Clinton and, and the Luciferians, they terrorize you to the maximum. Infant, children, human, adult. And then they slit your throat and they drink your blood when it's got, when your body is dumping this adrenochrome into the bloodstream. That's the biggest reason they terrify you. Not only to feed off your fear, but that adrenochrome saturated blood gives them a high, evidently is like, and it's extremely addicting and it's like a high they've you know you can't even imagine the key in adrenochrome i've done tons of studies on this i've i've made i've mentioned this before about like these non-human entities doing this and this is what the colonel greg wrenchin said to me as well he saw evidence of it I believe at S4 in Papoose Lake at Area 51. You know, I wish it wasn't this so, but I, I'm telling you, this is, this is like, I started researching stuff like back in the 90s, and, you know, I've just gotten confirmation over the years after confirmation after confirmation that this is actually the truth. Eighth point, 16 days before he gave this presentation, that where he went over these points that we're talking about mr schneider was sh shot in the shoulder by an fbi agent who wanted to kill him mr schneider shot and killed the agent in self-defense in addition he reported the incident to the fbi who dismissed him and the entire incident he claims that 11 previous attempts were made on his life since he started speaking out he also claims that the dia agent um, tried to kidnap his daughter, but were unsuccessful due to the heroic actions of his ex-wife. And now here we have this, which, again, I'm not going to say a whole lot more about this, but I will give you the link to this, and it's called The Liquidation of the UFO Investigators. And this is from 05. Okay, so 17 years ago, over in this case. Death by gunshot to the head, death by probable poisoning, death by probable strangulation, death possibly by implementation of deadly viruses. No one, no one lives the former. Um, yet recent suspicious deaths of UFO investigators like Phil Schneider, Ron Johnson, Con Routine, and Livingston and Carlin Turner, as well as the deaths of a host of researchers in the past only seem to add emphasis to a reality with which many uh, of the more aware UFOologists are not are quite familiar now. Not only is UFO research potentially very dangerous, but the lifespan of the average serious investigator falls short of the national average. Yeah, there's a whole link on that you can click on. Now, um, just so you know, I posted my teachings relating to these subjects here. You can find them at contendingfortruth.com, but I did a six-part teaching called Exposing the Strong Delusion, ETs, Aliens, UFOs, Nephilim, and the Grieta Treaty. Six parts. I'll give you that link there. Uh, I've done many mega studies on this whole alien agenda. If you just key in 
alien mega study, you'll find them. And that could keep you busy for probably weeks, if not months. Because when you're doing this as long as I've been doing it, you can get a lot of content up there <laughs> upon the internet. Uh, but this one is is a 11-part mega study I did back in uh, 2015, September of 2015. And it's 11 parts. Mega study, strong delusion, wickedness increasing, alien UFO disclosure agenda, evil giants waking yeah, there's a lot of these giants are in stasis, guys. And they're waking up. And there's proof of it. CERN, the Nephilim, and Ascended Masters. Because it's all tied together. There's 11 parts for your listening pleasure there. Uh, and again, that's just one of the, the alien mega studies I've done. I kind of got away from, from that format because it's like, I almost can't really do dedicated studies like that. I have to kind of just commingle the stuff with these studies. It's it's too hard. It's, it's there's too much breaking news now. So um, I, I have to cover this next part, and I, I don't really want to. But for a long time, I, I recommended Ken Hovind. And um, man, I, I drove all the way down to Pensacola to sit in the courtroom when he was being sentenced this last time here um, I've talked to him on the phone um, I think his earlier stuff is great his creation of angelism series I think it's wonderful the earlier stuff he did I wouldn't touch Ken Hovind with a 10-foot pole now and the reason I'm gonna do this part is because for a long time I recommended him and I have done studies in the past where I've warned about him but this guy just gets worse and worse and worse this is what happens when you have sin in your life that you're not repenting of and evidently you have no fear of God and you become unteachable and stiff-necked. And you become a law unto yourself like, the, like they were in the book of Judges where every man did that which was right in his own eyes because they're not being led of the Holy Spirit. And I, it's just, it's incomprehensible to me what Kent... And it just gets worse. Every time I see something about the guy, it's just beyond worse. And the Bible says, Mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. So, I'm just going to play this video it's not super super long but I, i've got to get this out there because um i've recommended this him for so long and again i still recommend his earlier earlier creation evangelism tapes and stuff before it seems like he really went i'm not saying he wasn't probably doing a lot of stuff he shouldn't have been doing then but those are just such great teaching tools but you've got to just glean from from uh kent at this point and i wouldn't glean from any of his current stuff so this is entitled Ken Hovind and Convicted Sex Offender Chris Jones. More trouble for Ken Hovind and Dinosaur Adventureland. Good afternoon, everyone. Johnny O from the Plot Hole, and we're here today with a special investigation into Kent Hovind and Dinosaur Adventureland. Now we're I don't think this guy's even a Christian, but what he's going over is pretty factual. The many dishonest things that Kent Hovind has said over the years. He claims to be a doctor, yet he can't produce any documentation from any accredited university. 
In fact, the only documentation that he can produce comes from a known degree mill, Patriot Bible University. Just so you guys know, I'm like literally staring at my doctorate on the wall right now from chiropractic college, 1993 at Life College, okay? And, and all the other certificates I've gotten. But anyway. This, along with several other unsubstantiated claims, should be enough to deter even the most devout of supporters. However, Hovind's dinosaur adventure land, along with his Creation Science Ministries, has no shortage of followers and support. By now, we are all aware of the recent conviction for domestic violence. Warning, the audio here can be disturbing. This is my house. So this is the the alleged assault of Cindy Lincoln. Now, um, that's clearly Kent in the background there. And um, here's a picture. I posted a picture here. This is a picture of a video published by Kent in which he finally went public with his marriage to Cindy Lincoln. I believe that was his third wife. They were married in July of 1918. I didn't even know about this marriage. I had no idea. They were married in July of 1918, eight months after he stopped talking with Mary Toko who I think was his second wife, and did not announce this to the public until March of 2019. This is wife number three. This is not Kent's wife. This is just a picture of her, <laughs> meaning it's not his true biblical wife. Um, as of 2020, Kent is married to two women at the same time. Now, I don't know if that's the case now. I don't know if it's been official, but I mean, you know, this is what happens when you kind of throw the old uh, Bible out the window and kind of do is whatever your heart is leading you to do. This is the kind of stuff you want associated with yourself if you're in ministry. You know, you want to, you want to make sure that you've got a good testimony before your fellow man. And I, I mean, this guy, it's like you could I could literally make a ministry and there and there are people that have done it. The ones primarily that went and worked for this this monster, spent time at Dinosaur Adventure Land, this new one that he created and concocted, I don't know if it's in Alabama or something. And it's just horror story after horror story after horror story. Or the ones that haven't come out, I guess are still brainwashed and they're afraid to because they're still under his spell. But I mean it's just one person after another. You, you do not want stuff like this being associated with your ministry. And this is just, at, at this point, this is just normal. This doesn't surprise me one bit. This isn't the first time that Hoban has been in trouble for domestic violence. On August 15th of 2002 in Escambia County, Hoban was arrested for burglary, assault, and battery. <laughs> nice. Those charges were later dropped. Uh, what do all these have in common, you might ask? Anyone who's... This has nothing to do with his court case, where he was using all these insane patriot arguments against the IRS in his court case. And I can remember talking with him on the phone way back in the day before he went into jail and how cocky he was about the IRS he was doing stuff that was super super flagrant doesn't mean they're not totally satanic 
They are. But he was so underestimating them. And I just heard the pride. And I, I said, I said, Kent, I said, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I want you to be careful about this. You're, you're dealing with an incredibly satanic organization. And his words to me were something to the effect of, oh, they're nothing. Something like that. And I, I hung up the phone with him and I thought, man, Kent, you are really underestimating your enemy. And not only that, he had done so many things where, I mean, you can't get in bed with the devil and not play by their rules. And he had gotten in bed with the devil, but he wasn't playing by their rules. So they actually did have a right because he had come into... He'd come into basically, you know, like uh, union, I don't know, with them. He, he'd come into agreements with them. But he wanted to play by his own rules. And I just, I saw the pride back then. And I couldn't believe how flippant he was about them. And then that whole thing and see that this, this that we're talking about now, this is years later. This has nothing to even do with any of that stuff with the IRS. This is all separate. Any kind of attention to Kent Hovind has heard him often proclaim that he's innocent of all charges and that he's been unfairly targeted mm -hmm. by the government. Right. Hovind went so far as to sue the federal government for five. It reminds me of this thing with Deshaun Watson, with the, that that wonderful uh, quarterback that's with the Cleveland Browns now. He had sixty, I think it's sixty-six or over sixty women that have come forward and said that he basically sexually assaulted me to a certain extent now some of it was was not he didn't like lay hands on them but just disgusting evil wicked stuff he's innocent of all of it though he's done you you put a microphone for, i i didn't do any of it I, I don't know what they're talking about they're all making this up there they must all be gold diggers every single and i'm not saying all of them some of them aren't but come on over 60 women the fact that this guy's even playing football, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't even watch pro, okay? But the fact that he is even, that he's not in jail is unbelievable. But the fact that, you know, they're even debating this whole thing about, oh, well, I'm six game suspension. Well, will it be whatever, 12? Why would you want a devil like that even in your league why would hey it doesn't matter anything to win it's unbelievable what people will just you know look the other way as long as, as, as he can come in there and win the old games and cleveland knew full well what they were getting when they got this guy it's just it's unbelievable the twisted warped mentality of just kind of like the world in general, what, you know, you guys should be in jail. A million dollars, which was summarily dismissed with prejudice. Hoven also claims that well, the dollars, which was summarily government. Hoven went so far as to sue the federal government for $500 million, which was summarily dismissed with prejudice. Oh, Hoven also claims that the altercation with his third wife was self-defense. What are we seeing here? We're seeing a man who has a difficulty accepting responsibility for his actions. Keep that in mind. Let's pause the Hoven issues for a moment and take a look at Chris Jones. Christopher L. Jones is a convicted sex offender who Kent Hoven has okay, stated... They're showing a rap sheet 
of this guy online. These are available online. Um, the whole rap sheet. Uh, his names, his aliases, all this stuff. So let me just back it up just a hair here. The convicted sex offender who Kent Hovind has stated several times is innocent of the crimes that a jury of his peers convicted him. Unbelievable. Hovind says it's a tactic to discredit Jones by the Hollywood elite. Without getting into too many details, Chris Jones was convicted on March 12, 2008 of four out of seven counts. One count lewd or lascivious acts with a minor and three counts lewd or lascivious acts with a minor under the age of 14. Okay, this is who Kent Hovind's joking up with now. This is just, like I said, I hate to say this, but none of this surprises me. Because when you're spiraling down the drain, that whole process of you spiraling down the old satanic drain, you're going you're gonna to do stuff that you would have never, you're going to yoke up with people, you're going to do stuff that you would have never done maybe 5, 10, 15 years ago. When actually you cared about evidently your reputation. But when you get to the point where you're surrounding yourself with degenerates like this. And then you're defending them. Pretty much anything goes. The appeal filed by Jones. The court found that these charges were, and I quote, supported by substantial evidence. The appeal decision further explains that ample evidence showed defendant constructively touched the boys during the strip poker game. Oh. Defendant instigated the strip poker game, coerced them into playing by promising them they could watch a movie, and directed them to undress during the game. Furthermore, substantial evidence also shows defendant orchestrated the strip poker game with the specific intent to gratify his sexual desires. Now many would think that this in itself would be enough to convince anyone of a person's guilt. Not Hoven. No. In fact, Hoven had this to say about Chris Jones. So. <clears throat> it's been interesting to see the comments. I posted a Facebook uh, uh, comment yesterday, I think it was, about someone had a YouTube up about me, about a friend of mine named Chris Jones. Uh, I, I'm not going to do it. He did take it down, so I'm not going to do a long program on that. However, Chris Jones has been a friend of mine for many, many years. Oh, I've known him. He was railroaded completely <clears throat> by the system mm. because he knew things about what happened at the jail. They threw him in jail for absolutely no reason. The guards beat him unconscious when he got released later <clears throat> to await trial for this uh, false charge they brought him up on. Mm. The guards beat another prisoner and beat him to death. And so they, the guards at the prison were claiming, and the U.S. Or US, US attorney, so it's obviously a frame up. attorney, whatever it was, <clears throat> was claiming, well, this is a one-time incident. And Chris was going to testify, no, it's not. This is routinely what they do. And so they had to shut him up somehow. So they made up these wild charges from an incident from five years earlier, I believe it was. Anyway, it was insane. So it's all over. Forget it. It, it Drop it. Oh, uh, his, his word's good enough for me. Oh, Kent. The people who are reporting the story do not know the facts. And the people who think that I am somehow uh, wrong for defending a child molester do not know the fact. He is not a child molester. Never oh. has been. Keep listening. He's a great Christian friend of mine. <laughs> That's right. Hoven uses the same tactics of deflection, dishonesty, and misdirection in order to defend his longtime friend. Mm -hmm. In a phone call, Hoven admits to knowing about the strip poker incident. However, he stated that because the boys only got down to their underwear that no crime was committed. Hoven states that we don't know the facts. Well, 
Fact, Christopher L. Jones was convicted in a court of law of four counts relating to child molestation and pedophilia. Fact, Kent Hovind acknowledged that the strip poker game happened, as evidenced here with a phone call between Hovind and truck driving Kid Billy. Uh, known him for years, great guy. And honestly, my, my biggest issue is if, you know, he should have knew better than to, you know, do that kind of game with kids, though. That's my biggest issue. Well, he lived there. You need to get So he said he should have known better to do that kind of game with kids. So here's here Kent's going to justify, well, he lived there or whatever. This is about this Chris Jones, this child molester. Kids, though. That's my biggest issue. Well, he lived there. You need to give him a chance to defend himself. He lived, yeah, he lived with his family. He knew these boys. You know, they were just horsing around, like 10 or 11 years horsing old. Horsing around, yeah. little strip poker. Get down to the underwear. Yeah, good, good clean fun for a full-grown full man, Christian man, to play strip poker with little boys. Are you kidding me? Who even... How can this devil justify this why would you want to even the like i said earlier abstain from all appearance of evil i wouldn't that that's a guy that, that needs to be like the bible says in heretic after the first and second admonition reject okay this is not a guy he's he's this is a guy that needs to be turned over to satan according to first corinthians chapter five for the destruction of the flesh, that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. What was that about? That was about a guy that had taken his his dad's wife. Now, I don't think it was his, his real mother, but his dad's remarried wife as his wife. That's what 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is about. And Paul said that in a case like that, where they're, especially if they're unrepentant, turn such an one over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the soul may be saved in the day of the Lord. That's what you do with a guy like this. Okay. You don't you don't befriend them, you don't defend them. You don't justify something. You weren't there, Kent. You're even admitting it happened. <laughs> Come on. You know, doing uh I don't know exact details, but let him defend himself. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. After kids his words good enough for me. Released a series of videos on Chris Jones. Jones left him this voicemail. Hey yo, Billy, this is Chris. I talked to you the other day when uh when uh, you were Kent. You need me to call your phone. Anyway, she called me a while ago and said that she told you a little bit about my case and you had a very negative reaction to it. And uh, hang on, I'm driving. There's the internet right here. Um, um, yeah, but man, you can't judge my stuff. You don't even know what happened. And number two, what that have to do with Ken? Uh, first of all, I should have got more maybe intel before I uh, made the phone call. You know about the whole Bohemian Grove stuff. Hopefully, I went to Bohemian Grove. Well, Bohemian Grove, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? The fact is, you got convicted in a court of law, and Ken Hovind even said it happened, and, you, and the, these kids stripped down to their underwear, and you got convicted on that, but you're totally innocent. So let's deflect it even more, saying, I'm innocent. Oh, because, uh, yeah, child molester's word's good enough for me. And... Believe what I say. Are you serious? And the event happened. Why would you have even, why would that have even come into your head to want to do that? Why, unless you're sick. 
I mean, that just doesn't happen by accident, guys. And that, uh, this uh, is this is the this is Chris Jones talking. Document the government's corruption and satanic worship, and basically a retribution. I was framed. Okay, so that's why it all happened. It was just that totally innocent, and he was framed. And this is the whole justification for what he got convicted for. The link from a former uh, head of the FBI who I testified in my trial that I was being framed. Um, but yeah, my actual. Okay, where's the proof on all that? If you want to know what the technical crime was, it was throwing a 11 year old boy in the pool in his underwear. That's my big sex crime. But yeah, that sex offender stuff does kind of set people off. And I'm told Kent not to. I guess he didn't understand how people get upset. But, mm. anyways, it was 13 years ago. Um, you know, even if I am guilty, the hopefully the blood of Christ works. Uh, at least you're not questioning that. Blood of Christ works, man. We're all forgiven and cleaned up. And, um, mm. Anyway, we don't have to be friends, but I hope, uh, you know, my association... I'm not saying the blood of Jesus Christ couldn't absolve him of sin, but the fact is, is he's deflecting, he's not admitting, it's well known, it evidently happened, he got convicted in a court of law for it, and, you know, he's trying to justify it. Can't, you know, you carry no animosity on that direction. Anyway, wish you all the best to him. Even if I'm guilty, and no, Chris Jones, your big sex crimes were lewd and lascivious acts with minors. Let's change gears for a second. Kent Hovind owns and operates Dinosaur Adventureland. Dinosaur Adventureland serves as home to many who work there, and many of those workers have families who live on property. Hovind has housed Jones at Dinosaur Adventureland. Mm. In fact, Kent Hovind says that Chris Jones has an open invitation to return anytime he wishes. Oh, good. Good. Yes, Kent Hovind had tier three registered sex offender Chris Jones stay at Dinosaur Adventureland. So tier three is a violent high-risk sex predator. And he had him stay in there, an open invitation to stay there. Again, why wouldn't you, for the sake of all the other people there, abstain from the appearance of evil? You know? Well, he's not that. I know. Oh, Kent, your your discernment is just off the scale good. I mean, we could just look at the, your past actions in the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years to know how incredibly good your discernment is. Where small children live. Hoven also boasts that Dinosaur Adventureland sees many visitors a year. Now, what could go wrong with this situation? Yeah, exactly. Allegedly, Chris Jones brought a minor child to Dinosaur Adventureland. Oh. Even though Kent Hovind first denied the child's attendance, there's no question that Zaire was there and Kent Hovind knew about it. Oh. All right, good to have you all here. Zaire visiting from Georgia, Georgia, did I say it right? And you got to sit, let's see, feed the turtle today, you got to feed the rabbits, got to uh, feed the emus, and, uh, and you want to say hi to mom, right, Zaire? Come on, get up here and say hi to mom, okay. So, wait, 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 you're not done yet, you're not done yet. Come on, you got to be a movie star right here. Look at the camera and say hi, mom. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this sex offender, Chris Jones, brings a, I don't know, 10, 11-year-old black child to Dinosaur Adventureland. I mean, again, why would you do this? And how could you do this with a sex offender crime on? You're not allowed to get near kids. I don't even understand how this is even happening. November 19th of 2019... 
Paul Hansen, a trustee of Creation Science Evangelism, allegedly found Chris Jones and Zaire in bed together. Oh. And as of this recording, oh. I cannot confirm the location of Zaire. According to Hovind, Jones states that Zaire is safe and sound back home. I haven't been able to verify this. Oh. Hovind has been incredibly tight-lipped about the scenario. Can you imagine having a ministry and having this kind of garbage? Be I mean, this is just con this is just normal stuff. I mean, if this is the only thing I had seen, I'd be like, well, okay, let's. It has been one thing after another thing after another thing like this for I don't even know how long at this point. He has gotten so much worse since he got out of prison from the whole IRS thing. It, he's totally unhinged at this point. And remember. I also have a ministry to protect. That is a lie from the pit of hell. I don't have a ministry to protect. And then there's Brady Byram. Byram handles several of Kent Hovind's legal issues. And he runs the Kent Hovind is Innocent website and YouTube channel. He's and he's an accused sex offender. So of course he's going to say he's innocent. It sounds like Dinosaur Adventureland has turned into a haven for child sex predators. Like a haven. I mean, hey, you, you, you come into agreement with me? I mean, you know, you can come here. I'll defend you. You have a safe haven as long as you're defending me. One hand washes the other. That's the way this looks. A lawyer, as far as I can tell. According to his son, as evidenced in this conversation with Mark Stoney, Brady Byram has a sketchy past. According to his son, Byram isn't welcome in his own family because of the alleged molestation of his daughter, a niece, and other family members. Oh, my word. I mean, this is the guy that he's got. Oh, hold on. Let me just back this up again. I'm, I'm going to play this again. I'm going to read the text on this. And then there's Brady Byram. Byram handles several of Kent Hovind's legal issues, and he runs the Kent Hovind is Innocent website and YouTube channel. He's not a lawyer, as far as I can tell. According to his son, as evidence in this conversation with... So, I'm 100%, I'm 1,000% with you on that front. Yes, I'm his son. Also, I have three sisters, all of his, four of us. So, this is the son of this Byron guy. Uh, one of us, one of them is still underage. One of them is adult now, but has some serious suicide, depression struggles because of all this. And dad is a bad trigger for her. The other one is older than I am, but she was the one it happened to. And evidently the molestation that happened to them and she wants to move forward with her own family so the reason i'm trying to be so open to anyone who asks like you is to kindly ask you to come through me with any of your inquiries so mom and the girls don't get bothered oh okay with having to deal with the topics anymore because they're just wanting to probably sweep it under the rug stony brady byram has a sketchy past according to his son Byram isn't welcome in his own family because of the alleged molestation of his daughter. And okay, so then continuing what this his son was saying, this Byram guy, son, he says, part of the reason I left the church was the fact that so often it's a breeding ground of secrecy, emotional blackmail slash forgiveness pressure, and the failure of so many pastors and priests to ever adequately deal with this issue. And their refusal to ask for legal, legal oversight is a breeding ground for rampant pedophilia. How many times I talked about that in the past? I mean, it's rampant in the Catholic Church. It's rampant in the Baptist Church. It's rampant in basically every denomination. You know? It's rampant. Not every single church, obviously. 
but it is an ideal breeding ground for secrecy. So, you know, here we go. Another wonderful association, a good old Kent. Members. Unbelievable. I got an emergency call from my mom when I was around 21, 22-ish, asking me to drive up to her house that day, right now, if I could. She needed me, no information given. This was very odd of her. She never makes requests of inconvenience without first off thoroughly making sure she wasn't intruding. She normally starts with, are you off this weekend? Did you have any plans made? Are you free? Do you think you can help me? But this time it was, number one, I needed to come to Dallas, and then, are you off work? Her voice was shaky, and I already had my keys in hand, was halfway to the door, thinking someone had died. Now I'm just I'm gonna read these as they as they progress. I'm running out of time here, but it's part. Okay, I found out on the way over that she needed me to go with her to help hold her up because it was a demanded meeting from my dad's side of the family. Now the dad is again the child molester that Ken Hoven is who runs the Ken Hoven is innocent website and does a lot of his legal stuff and that convenient again not too sure how many of them would be feeling very tickled to have random inquiry requests from strangers um telling us to pass on to brady that he was not to ever attend any family function ever again brady i guess meaning his dad no reunions no funerals never show his face never reach out for an apology never attempt to contact anyone on that side of the family he basically better not remind them of his existence anymore and that was a gift that they were giving him meaning they could have went evidently to the authorities and they but they weren't going to do that they were going to give him this gift not pursuing legal action and that if he broke that he would probably not have lived for very long because they would kill him Whatever this monster did that's running the Ken Hovind is innocent site, his own son said this, okay? And this is a guy different than the Chris Jones sex offender we heard about. I learned in that meeting that my dad had been molesting my cousin since before he ever even met my mom. And knowing that this it's not really a one-off thing, potentially any number of other kids he had contact with. I realized this first cousin who wasn't present had always been very absent and secluded every time we had a family reunion. I wonder why. And that this was the reason for his odd personality uh, in my entire childhood. Way to go, Ken. Way to have great associations you've got, dude. Way to go. Way to, way to bring reproach to the body of Christ. Way to make a mockery of the body of Christ. I mean, so many people that hate Ken Hovind and creationism, they're pointing to this and they're just laughing all the way to hell because they're like, this guy was a phony the whole time. I told you, you know, him and his God, and look, he's he's got all these child molesters he's surrounded with. He's probably molesting children. He's got, Chris Jones brings up a little black boy to Dinosaur Adventureland. They're caught in bed together or whatever, convicted child molester. And then now this guy. Unbelievable. So I'm, I'm waiting for more of these. I'm about out of time here. Last but certainly not least, Mark Stoney alleges that Kent Hovind had his five-year-old daughter give him full-body massages without Stoney's knowledge uh. or consent. Stoney alleges that Cindy Lincoln, Kent Hovind's former spouse, and an unnamed female witness 
have confirmed these massages took place. Could this be one of the things that Cindy Lincoln was going to blow the whistle on? And this is where we are left. With Hoven due to serve 30 days in county lockup on a year-long prison sentence, who's going to watch the flock at Dinosaur Adventureland? Will Chris Jones continue to have unsupervised access to dinosaur? Okay, the, the the text messages for that were just flashed up, and I don't I don't have. We totally get back. What is going on? I mean, this is so insane. Oh, no wonder he's, he's surrounding himself with child molesters, because it sounds like you know. but certainly not least. Mark Stoney alleges that Kent Hovind had his- What does this say? I, I can't even, this is just beyond. Kent, you threatened to kick us out if we spoke of Chris and Zare being caught in bed together. Okay, that was, the, yeah, Chris Jones and that uh, probably 11-year-old black boy caught in bed together. Where is Zaire? Okay, so then- Kent Hovind had his... Besides that, we should totally get back to the more important topics. Topics like why you made my daughter massage your mostly naked body. Your evidently five-year-old daughter massage your mostly naked body, Kent Hovind's body, without my foreknowledge, consent, or supervision. Because you don't bring in child molesters around you unless you're one of them. This is how far you can fall and still call yourself a born-again Christian. Evidently, I, I guess if you've been turned over to a reprobate mind and your conscience is seared with a hot iron, you evidently can find some place in your mind demonically to do this and to justify this. It happens to these televangelists and these pastors all the time. Five-year-old daughter give him full body massages without Stoney's knowledge or consent. You consistently justify your daily massages as being strictly therapeutic of a five, you're getting a massage from a five-year-old girl, Kent? Please tell me how my small child had the upper hand and upper body strength to perform such therapeutic massages. I've had deep tissue massages before. They require quite a good bit of strength, strength that my daughter still does not possess to this day. Stoney alleges that Cindy Lincoln, Kent Hovind's former spouse, what was really going on in your mind as my sweet precious child put her, her hands on your mostly naked body? Uh, I'm not even going to say the next part. And an unnamed female witness have confirmed these massages took place. So it's, she then goes on to say to Kent, you deem me trustworthy enough to name me as a trustee, evidently for Dinosaur Adventureland. I guess you assumed I was as sleazy as the rest bad move i am suddenly now i'm suddenly insane simply because i don't grovel at your feet anymore i'm telling you guys i've heard this over and over and over once you go against him in any way shape or form he will turn his satanic dogs loose not only he will do it but anybody that will go against you he will do that because he's running a cult that's what this is this is a satanic pedophilic cult at this point from what i can see to lure kids in i guess you could simply um answer the simple questions but no you would rather distract deflect off obfuscate and deny wow this is so sickening could this be one of the things that cindy lincoln was going to blow the whistle on yeah and this is where we are left yeah so he was claiming that cindy the lady you were screaming hearing screaming his supposed third wife was bipolar prove it he can't Coven due to serve 30 days in county lockup on a year-long prison sentence who's going to watch the flock at dinosaur adventureland oh. 
Man. Will Chris Jones continue to have unsupervised access to Dinosaur Adventureland? Will the many who called Dinosaur Adventureland home continue to look the other way while a convicted pedophile and an alleged pedophile roam grooming their next victims? Will this be enough to finally put a stop to the support that Kent Hovind receives? One can only hope. As for this investigation, I can't say that it's closed. There are still several other pieces of information and evidence that I'm sifting through looking for all the pieces. This is a many-headed hydra that has become almost impossible to tackle by myself. So please do keep a lookout for future videos on this channel and several others. In the meantime, if you still support Kent Hovind, I would implore you to take a look at all the evidence that has been presented in this video and the several other videos that are out there. Many other people have highlighted the many transgressions of Kent Hovind. I have a gigantic file on him now, and this is just going to go into that as well. So I'm going to try to get this in. Think Ken Hovind. Number one, authoritarian leadership with no accountability. Two, no tolerance for questions or criticism. Three, not transparent about finances or anything else. Four, leader has a persecution or enemy complex. Five, people are shamed and are shunned for leaving uh, and demonized. Six, pattern of abuse and grievances. Seven, followers made to feel they can never be good enough. Eight, a culture of shame and instability. Nine, leader is always right. He's a, he's a cult leader, is all he is. He's a pedophilic cult leader at this point. Uh, Ten, leader thinks knowledge and revelation reside with himself. Okay, that's all I have time for in this part. I will see you in part two. God bless.